Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Dried at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Dried. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Uh... You can find... I, I said that already. Alrighty, folks. Well, here we go. Um, you know... The, uh, I guess we have to announce a schedule change. Uh, Kimberly Morin from now on will be joining us at 7.20 in the morning. Isn't that exciting? Starting next week. She will not be joining us today. She's got herself a new day job. And she can't. That is a challenge, you know, for us. People with day jobs. <laughs> Sometimes they just get in the way of doing the free radio thing. So, <laughs> oh, my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free to everybody but me anyway. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I pay for this stuff, don't I? Yeah. Anyway, uh, some interesting news notes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I, uh, I've been out doing some door-to-door, uh, even though I am not a... Uh, uh, on the primary ballot. Uh, But the door-to-door I have been doing has been at the request of people who are also running for office who would uh, like my help and support. And I, uh, you know, I am glad to go out and do it Um, because uh, it's uh, it's great to actually talk to the real people. You know, as, uh, as I uh, said to my wife in the, the Canada, I was walking with a John DePietro in Ward 6 yesterday, you know, and uh, we, we, we were talking about it. He said, well, this, this, this looks, like it's been, looks like it's been pretty good for your ego today. A lot of, a lot of support for you out here. I said, well, I, I don't know that it's good for my ego. I said, but, you know, you spend so much time getting the snot kicked out of you by, uh, you know, evil people with personal agendas who will lie misrepresent attack obfuscate do anything but tell the truth because you stand in the way of what they want and or why they want it that um, you forget that there's a whole nother world out there who's watching and paying attention i mean yeah you never really forget it you kind of know it um but when you when you get out there and you talk to people and you hear what they are saying to you uh or about you uh, you know, there was one uh, Democratic fellow who said, I am down the line. I never break party ranks. I only put signs up for Democrats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, except for him. He's the only exception that I've ever made. Well, that makes me feel good. <laughs> so my thanks to Chuck in Ward 6. <laughs> Hasn't let me put the sign up yet, though, because he's not sure he's willing to go that far. But he, he says, I'm one of the good guys. And uh, it, it's nice to know. And uh yeah, I'm 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 bringing this up uh, for a couple reasons, and the primary reason why I'm bringing it up is I want to kind of go back to what I said at the beginning of the show about politics and how I think it should be, in as much as we're talking about uh, 9/11 today. Six zero six six seven six two. By the way, we'll talk about 9/11. Anything else you want to talk about? And, and that is this. I like many others. Emma, uh, I'm a flawed human being. <laughs> 
right? Um, I, I love I love when people attack me for my flaws and then somehow uh, imply that I am unworthy uh, or somehow a hypocrite because I am a Catholic, uh, a practicing Catholic. They don't seem to understand that uh, Christ expects us to fall short, but nonetheless keep reaching for the ideal and keep trying to improve ourselves and our lives and the and the plight of our fellow man. So if you fall short, you are a hypocrite or unworthy of being something as if only the perfect are supposed to uh, to join. So I, I often I often chuckle at these things, but uh, you know for sure um, we've made mistakes. Uh, but I uh, and unlike many, you know, when I've made a mistake, like uh, it's entirely possible I may have ma- ma- uh, made a mistake uh, uh, or been misled, for lack of a better term, about uh, events we discussed last week uh, happening at the Bakersville school when parents complained to me that their children had been shown videos of 9-11 that upset them and they were crying and blah, 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 blah. Well, the school denies this and they sent me a link to the video they say they showed and so I'm trying to reconcile what they say they showed with what the parents told me their children saw, right? So if it turns out that um, perhaps the parents' understanding of what their children told them was different than reality, well, then we'll correct that. Uh, and when uh, either as a newspaper columnist or a host of a, a community television show uh, or the host of this radio show, we've gotten, I would say, Lit, honestly, we've gotten 97, 98% of it right. And in those instances where the facts have been shown to uh, prove us wrong, we have always taken to the microphone to say, we got it wrong for whatever reason. A good example of that is coming up this Thursday, right? Where we will have members of the Islamic Society of New Hampshire um, on the air with us in the six o'clock hour reminder we invited them to come on this show at the same time we invited dave gobatz who criticized their mosque or should say flagged their mosque as a place where um, a terror threat may arise we gave them the opportunity to offer a rebuttal to the report they chose not to respond at least not in that way at that time, but discussions that I've had with members of the mosque, board of directors have led to their coming on the air, which is precisely what I wanted to happen. Right? So the mosque is going to have a chance to answer those criticisms of its operation, answer your questions, answer my questions, and hopefully enter into a dialogue with this community. So, Our goal is to get it right. And that's what I have always done my level best to achieve in any public office that I've held. And I've held several. And I consider being an an aide to Mayor Wazorek a public office that I held. An appointed one, but a public one, of course. I took pretty seriously my my, my responsibility to make sure the mayor of the city had all of the facts the mayor of the city needed to have before he decided what he wanted to do as an alderman, as a school board member, even as a charter commissioner. I've always viewed it as my responsibility to obtain the facts. Now, there are many of you out there, and I actually appreciate when you do this. 
to me, it is sort of um, the best compliment you can give me is to say, Rich, I don't agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. I can see you did your homework. I've drawn a different conclusion, but I appreciate the fact that you've done your homework and you have a legitimate basis for the positions that you hold. Because that tells me that I've done my homework, I've got them thinking, and if that person wants to engage me in a discussion and a dialogue, which happens from time to time, then I know I'm going to have a, a, a factually based discussion with that person there where there can be sincere inquiries back and forth about, which, uh, w- about their positions, what they really know, where it came from. You know, how they draw that conclusion. That helps me learn about them. Hopefully, it helps them learn about me. And gee, it's been my experience that in government, when you do that, when you dialogue with people, whether they agree with you or they don't agree with you, and it's in the sincere pursuit of a resolution to an issue that is in need of a resolution, you come to a better resolution. I wish I had a buck. For every conversation I started that may have ended up in a different place than I anticipated, it would end up, but ended up in a better place because the conversation was had. And you know what? It's not always easy to be the conversation starter because a lot of times when you're the conversation starter, you're the one that gets painted as some evil, racist, sexist, bigot, anti-this, anti-that, hate-filled, self-loathing, whatever it is, all the things that I've been called. Because you've dared to have the conversation. You've dared to raise the question. You've dared to do it. And to me, the ultimate insult you can pay somebody is to think that they are so feeble that you can't raise an issue that affects them with them. You can't, you can't ask him that. He's black. You can't say that. She's a woman. You, 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 you can't do that. They're immigrants. Well, wait a minute. Either respect them enough as individual human beings to have the conversation with them and to learn more about why they think that way and hopefully raise some questions in their own minds about their own position. As often is the case when people uh, engage me in these conversations for myself, I often learn things that I didn't know, think of questions that I didn't have. But see, today it's tar and feather. It's accuse and shoot before you uh, know or even question. So truthfully, you know, when I when I go out and do these door to door things, and I hear what, and you know, it was really kind of funny yesterday. I had more people say to me, "Oh, hi, Rich," that I never met. And it was really kind of uh, kind of odd. And to those of you who mentioned that you watch me on TV or you listen to this large and, you know, you're, you're a member of our large and loyal listening audience here on the radio show, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. And no, by the way, I, I don't believe the area that I was walking in was a rock-ribbed Republican area. Those areas around, uh, I won't tell you where I was. Let's just say they're not known as Republican neighborhoods. <laughs> and by the signs you would you would you would probably agree with me 
And kudos to John DePietro for walking up to every house, whether they had a, a sign that would be sympathetic to his candidacy or not. But, you know, I, this is going to probably be seen as incredibly self-serving, but it's not meant to be. But I think if more people were focused, like, I work hard to be on getting it right versus being right then more people would have an honest intellectual curiosity about their situations and circumstances and potential resolutions than in trying to cover their rear end by insisting that they were right when the facts may call that into question, however difficult that may be to accept. There have been times where I have been wrong and it has been difficult to accept because uh, as Ronald Reagan said, it's, you know, it's not that our, it's not that our liberal friends um, uh, lie, I'm paraphrasing, it's that so much of what they know just isn't, isn't true. <laughs> there are times where you have to sort of um, face that you were incorrect or face that you had incomplete information or face that you had wrong information or face that the information that you have means that somebody, and this is usually the most difficult one, somebody was not being truthful with you. Somebody was trying to cover their own tracks. Somebody was trying to lay blame uh, where it didn't belong. And that somebody is somebody that you um, couldn't imagine being deceitful, dishonest, or otherwise misleading. But you know, when you hold a position of public trust, you have to be able to separate the personal feelings and attitudes towards those people in favor of the objective, dispassionate assessment of the facts, the resolution of the situation, and irrespective of who is um, uh, with you or not with you on the issue, you, you have to vote on the issue. And if there are people that you don't like who are on the same page, you have to work with them. You have to work with them. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be in public office. And there are too much. And you can see it at every level of government. Too much of the dialogue is driven by people's personal animuses, and it's destructive. There are a few quotes that have guided my political life. And one of them is Abraham Lincoln's. Actually, a couple of them are Abraham Lincoln's. But one of them, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me is if the end brings me out all right, what was said against me won't matter. For if in the end, uh, 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 oh, yeah, if the end doesn't bring me out all right, 10 angels swearing that I was right would make no difference. And you know, um, it's, 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 it's something that I learned early on in my, in my uh, political career you can be consumed by your personal likes and dislikes. They can lead you astray. They can take you from your mission. They can compromise your integrity. Uh, but if you deal with things as they are, not as you would have them be, and you work with those who will help you make the necessary corrections and changes, regardless of whether or not you like them, there will be plenty of credit to go around 
And uh, I think ultimately, whether people agree with you or don't agree with you, they'll at least respect you. And I think that's the biggest thing that's been lost in the public dialogue today is so many of us have so little respect for the people that we elect because they're so eager to tell us what we want to hear rather than tell us what we need to know, prove to us that what they're saying is objectively based in fact and truth, and then allow us to come to our own conclusions based on those facts or at least enter into a dialogue that will enable us to share information and hopefully come to mutually agreed conclusions. So it was a, a uh, it's, it's, I've enjoyed my door to door. I appreciate the people who have asked me to do it with them. I especially appreciate those of you who've taken time to uh, share your thoughts with, uh, with me and the candidates that I'm uh, walking with, because at the end of the day, uh, what I want people to understand is that those of us who are elected are the mice and you're the cat. And if you're not paying attention, you know what the mice will do and you know what the cat is responsible for. This is Gerard at Large. 